I see people's faces at the farmers market. Um, they're grateful. They're happy. Um, they're healthy. <laughs> um, they come back and they say, um, "Oh, your product changed my life." This is the producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Iron Fermentary is a creation of Katerina Lazareva, a trained chef living, farming, and making in Byron Bay, Australia. It is the manifestation of her experience and ancestral traditions in a range of unique fermented products made from seasonal organic produce. Um, hello, my name is Katerina. I'm, I'm the founder of Iron Fermentary, um, a new, unique closed loop operation based um, at the farm in Byron Bay, which is a collective of growers and makers in Byron Bay. Um, it's a beautiful project that um, helps young entrepreneurs, young farmers to pursue um, good things. <laughs> uh, with a regenerative approach. So I was invited there um, a few years ago and I set up um, a small um, permaculture garden there. Um, and um, they gave me a little kitchen so I could make my beautiful ferments. It's actually a really beautiful area, um, very open-minded. So that's why I moved here from Sydney. Um was looking for... Um, people who would understand me, would understand um, what I want to do. Um, it's really open-minded, slightly alternative, but in a good way. Um, and there is an abundance of beautiful produce. Um, but as I said before the floods, now we've all been struggling. Um, it's finally getting back um, on track, but yeah, the weather hasn't been nice to us. After awakening from a strange dream about chefing, Katerina packed her bags and headed to Australia. I'm 37, so I had several careers in my life. Um, and I started with, um, I worked on television in the public relations department and then moved to sales and then made my career in there um, and then I opened my own media buying agency so nothing really connected to food um, but I was living in London that time and I wasn't very happy um, I had everything I wanted but it wasn't meaningful enough for me so I was just asking the universe over and over on okay what's my next step and then one night i had a i had a dream um and i was cooking in a beautiful kitchen um um then later i realized it was rockwell Baron grill where i worked later um <laughs> and i'm just in this beautiful chef's white jacket and there is an australian flag on it um it was really random but i woke up knowing that I will be doing that. And in three months, I moved um, um, to Australia and um, signed in with um, TAFE, commercial cookery course. And yeah, I just burned all the bridges <laughs> and moved to Australia. It was 12 years ago. After burning out as a chef, Katerina looked for alternate ways to approach her craft. I'm a professional chef. Um, who spent years in professional kitchens in Sydney uh, before I started Byron Fermentary six years ago. Long story short, I burnt out um, 
after working in fast-paced environment and service kitchens and um, went to India to look for peace and um, some answers. I come from an interesting background. I'm um, Russian who was born in Kazakhstan um, and where my family in 1950s um, was exiled to live in a labor camp. They were victims of Stalin's regime. Um, and so sustainability or what I call um, regeneration of food runs in my family. Um, so when I went to India, um, I was just absolutely shocked on how little people need um, and um, of the lack of the nutrition in their diets. And um, it was all life changing experience for me. So I did the math and I was like, I was searching for answers. What do I do next? And I did the math and um, <laughs> ended up my cultural background, my um, professional um, chef skills, my, um, you know, my strive to do the, this planet better. And I just, it's just all came down to fermented foods. Um, and I didn't start that business straight away. Um, I moved to the area. I was invited into a project to open the restaurant first, and I was just trying to find my ground. And um, I started in, to grow produce in a little garden, in community garden. Um, and it's just like the puzzle started to come together. Um, and then I was invited to the farm and I set up a, um, a bigger um, garden. And yeah, I thought this is the best I can give to this world, um, considering of all the factors. Um, and it's one of the best things um, that I can produce and now one of the most needed things for the humanity <laughs> at the moment. Fermenting isn't just about what ends up in a jar. As Katerina explains, there are many challenges in her unique approach. So many challenges, because I am a grower as well, so that's the big challenge um, that comes um, in consistency and relying on the crops, relying on the weather. Um, is a huge challenge, but I keep doing it and it's been, this is my sixth year in business and I keep doing it. I'm very consistent because I truly believe in what I do. I truly believe that every day I change the world for a better place. Um, but as different challenges come with um, fermented food business as well, because it's also quite inconsistent in terms of um, production. Um, when you ferment vegetables in a natural way, which is also called wild, um, right? Not relying on um, powders and cultures and things like that, that a lot of commercial manufacturers use. Um, every batch becomes very different and um, it leads to inconsistency. <laughs> and, they all, and they're also are quite alive, so it's very difficult to... Um, the transport and things like that. So that's why I truly believe that um, fermented um, vegetables um, can't be a commercial big business um, and they need to reflect the region and what's in season. So that's why, um, and I've 
been trying to educate my community for so long now that uh, we eat what we what the earth gives us. Um, the same as we go to the farmer's market and we buy vegetables that are available in the season. The same happens with fermented vegetables. Um, and that's the challenge because in Australia, um, um, fermented food was introduced as sauerkraut, which is a cabbage-based product. Um, and it was a big challenge for me as a grower because cabbage grows in the rivers only for three, four months a year. So as a chef, I started to um, bring other things, fermented mushrooms, fermented this, fermented green papaya, which grows beautifully in subtropical area, and um, introduced different recipes. And I, I really struggled in the beginning because people didn't understand me. They didn't understand what I do. Um, it's getting better now. <laughs> um, and there is a big cabbage crisis in Australia. So um, I'm in a good position because big commercial sauerkraut brands had to cut down. <laughs> According to Katerina, the benefits of fermented foods are little known. But as sustainability becomes vital, so too will our reliance on fermented products. This is not just the most ancient food and not just the most ancient way to preserve food but it's also the way to move forward um because we we just have to eat fermented foods for several reasons um first it's the unique source of uh, probiotics that are essential for the optimal health um second looking at what's happening in the agriculture how the soils are depleted with nutrients by chemical inputs, um, by the weather, by rain. Um, I'm just, you know, more and more I realize that every year that we will just have to add a little bit of fermented food in our diet just because we will have to increase the nutrient and mineral content um, that we're not getting from the vegetables because fermenting vegetables increase um, vitamins in the vegetables for at least 30%. Um, and also makes the, um, uh, sorry. Um, so it, it increases the um, vitamin content for at least 30%, but also um, help, helps us to make the other food more um, make the nutrition from other food more bioavailable. So adding a little bit of sauerkraut in your diet, what you do is you're making sure you absorb the nutrients from the other food much better. So think about that. Moving forward, we, will, we won't have as much um, beautiful food because it's just the topsoil is going. So it's, um, it's just the way it is. It's a fact. And prices are increasing as well. So what do we do to get as much from little? We add fermented food. So it's an incredible solution. Um, not the only solution, but it's um, an important thing that we will all have to do. And um, especially just an average Australian family with a low income will have to introduce some sauerkraut in their diet. There are many vegetables that can be fermented. But Katerina follows the season 
and grows her own produce. It's seasonal. Um, so cabbage and different brassicas come in winter. So that's the end of the season right now. Um, and then we're planting a whole back. Um, we're planting a whole bunch of radishes for summer. Um, lots of fruit in summer in this area. Um, pineapples and mangoes. Um, radish is surprisingly my main ingredient. Um, as I said, people think cabbage is the only thing that can be fermented. But in subtropics, in northern rivers, this cabbage um, doesn't really naturally grow here really well. Um, I use radish as the base for my recipes most of the most of the time. Um, and um, um, fennel grows here really well. Um, bits and pieces, different things. There are many ways to ferment produce and Katerina applies many techniques depending on the intended outcome. Uh, there are different types of fermentation. Um, I apply different ones in my operation. Um, one of them is lactose fermentation and that's how all um, vegetables and fruit are fermented. Um, it takes about two, three weeks, depending on where you are and what kind of climate you have. But what you need for that is just the salt, right? Um, and it's just ferments naturally um, in no oxygen environment. So what happens is salt um, tracks out the sugars um, from vegetables and fruit. Um, and those sugars feed the bacteria, lactobacteria, that is presented on the skin of the fruit and vegetables. And then it turns it into lactic acid. That's why ferments are sour. Um, so when people say, oh, so it's a pickle. Not really. Pickling is also a preserving technique, but uh, we use um, vinegar and sugar to make pickles, which I'm not a big fan of because it's not very healthy. <laughs> Um, whereas ferments, they just develop this natural um, sour flavor. Um, and then there is another beautiful fermentation technique, which I'm absolutely obsessed with at the moment, is um, koji fermentation. Um, it's, um, it's also ancient and um, comes to us from um, Japan and China. Um, and it's a completely different type of fermentation and completely different type of bacteria. And um, so basically the spores that are called um, asparagus or azay, um, they're grown on some sort of grain or seed and turn into this moldy, fluffy um, sort of cake that is used as a base um, to make miso and soy sauce and fish sauce and all sorts of different things. We didn't even know how are they made. So it's, it's actually coming into trend at the moment. But I see it as, so I use this fermentation method to um, process a lot of my, what is called weight, um, and turn um, different peels and offcuts into incredible products using koji fermentation um it's the possibilities there are infinite 
it's it's incredible. So I'm I'm a little bit obsessed. Um, and then there are a certain other fermentation methods um, which I do use sometimes, like making vinegar, um, also out of scraps. Um, um, yeah, so um, the the main um, fermentation method I use is lactose fermentation, but I'm actually refocusing a little bit into koji because it's just way too interesting. The power of fermenting is not only in preservation or the uniqueness of product, but the ability to reduce waste too. Think about a beautiful, humble beetroot. Um, I grow it in the garden, my garden, and then it becomes um, a fermented recipe, right? Let's say sour, beetroot sauerkraut. Um, and then I look at it and I break it down. So what's left after I make the main product? All right, so I've got some beetroot peels and I've got some outer leaves of cabbage, right? What do I do with this? So beetroot peels become beetroot kvass, which is a beautiful fermented beetroot drink. Um, outer leaves of cabbage become also a different product. I ferment them separately in a salty solution. And then I use that brine when it's fully fermented. I use that brine to ferment mushrooms. And um, those fermented outer leaves and fermented beetroot peels that made me cloth, I dehydrate them and turn them into a fermented kraut seasoning. So, um, and that can be applied to everything, every single ingredient that I use. So this product that I, well, it's not, I didn't invent it, but it's, it's just so beautiful and um, so unique. It's a seasoning, it's seasonal seasoning made from ferment. Um, either it's mixed with some salt or it's just the seasoning mixed with different ingredients. Um, um, like at the moment, I um, have so much turmeric in my garden. It's not funny. It grows like a weed. So I look at it as a loose end. Um, but I don't use it in my recipes much. So it just sits there in the garden, just sort of a waste in a way. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, what can I make with it? So I can use a lot of it. Um, and it's also fermented. So what I did, I fermented the whole lot and I dehydrated it and turned it into powder, mixed it with salt, mixed it with holy basil, and it turned into this beautiful, most beautiful seasoning. Um, it was, I really, it surprisingly took off and people absolutely love it. Um, and a seasonal approach to it as well. So I, yeah, I'm actually thinking to distribute that product Australia-wide because it's scalable. There is fermented vegetables, as I said. It's, there are lots of different difficulties, and um, I believe that we need to eat fermented vegetables locally and seasonally, whereas salt and seasoning is um, it's shelf-stable, so it's, it'd be easier to make business there. Move to Byron and into fermenting has given Katerina a mission and a sense of purpose. Um, it definitely made me more humble um, and more patient <laughs> um, and uh, more caring. And um, yeah, as a person, um, 
Because it's the business that it's the product that is designed to help people um, to be healthier. But also, it's just it's a very humble business,、um, and it's very creative. So I kind of challenge myself every day,、um, looking at the produce and thinking, okay, what do I do with this?、Um, it's it's a big challenge. And I grow every day、um, as a chef professionally.、Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely、um, one of those businesses when you need to be very patient because nothing happens in one minute. <laughs>、um, yeah, and you just need to adapt、um, to circumstances as well as like、um, you know weather. Um, factor, and then you start again, and you look around and see, okay, what do I do with the resources I have? It's definitely made me more creative. Byron Fermentary has given Katerina a greater connection to the land and what it produces. I see people's faces at the farmers market.、Um, they're grateful. They're happy.、Um, they're healthy. <laughs>、um, They come back and they say,、um, "Oh, your your gut tonic or whatever, or your product changed my life. I can、um, digest food better. I can、um, feel better.、Uh, my skin has improved."、Um, and it's all it's it's just it's humbling, but it's also. Makes me very proud and、um, motivates me to keep going and do better and do more.、Um, and I can see how、um, community has changed in the last five years.、Um, we are more educated. We are、um, we are more positive in a way, positive for a better future. Yeah, it's very motivating. Um, certain things、um, I'm changing in my business. Like I said, I'm, I'm refocusing a little bit into、um, shelf-stable products,、um, not depending as much on the、um, on my garden because、uh, it has been really difficult. But overall,、um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I'm very, very happy. With a need to be more sustainable, brands like Byron Fermentary are paving the way for a more sustainable future. This is the producers, a deep in the weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers, and growers—the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast, or email us at Producers Podcast at DeepInTheWeeds dot com dot au.